January 6, 2019, Soldier Field, Chicago, Illinois. With 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter, Chicago's down 16-15. Cody Parkey lines up for the kick. This is the Double Doink Game. Hello, and welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. I'm Julian Edelman. I'm Sam Morrell. And we're about to search for the greatest games of all time. Today's episode, the Double Doink Game, 2018 NFC Wildcard, January 6th. That's what this date is known for, obviously. The Double Doink Game and nothing else. Eagles versus Bears. Our guests, hmm, a little awkward. They both have the same last name. Hmm. Chris Long, Kyle Long, are they related? I don't know. We'll find out. This game is crazy. I mean, this is brutal. If you're if you're a Bears fan, first off, those winters are hard enough. They are very tough. It is a windy city, I believe, Sam. I think that yeah. It's I, on the I, lake, right? Oh, dude. It's that city. Have you been there in the I mean, in the heat of winter? I played in a snow game in Chicago and it it was so it as cold as it is, and whatever everyone wants to say about it. Go into Soldier Field. It's got like the old skeleton of the old soldier. They renovated the inside. It was so fun. It's such a cool game. There's so much history there. Defense, 85 Bears, Dicka, Bulls, Bears. I mean, Chicago is a, it's a great sports town. It's an incredible sports town. It's an incredible city. I mean, I think Ferris Bueller. It's Chicago, you, dude. The That is an unbelievable. So... That parade, yeah. That was the inspiration of what I felt when we had our like Super Bowl parades. I was trying to be Ferris Bueller yeah. up on that stage, doing the twist, doing this. I mean, Chicago being a great sports town, but then you have the Philadelphia Eagles, another great sports town. They're they're psychos. I mean, we all think about the eating the poop in the uh, parade. Remember or, that. Or the throwing of batteries at Santa Claus. I mean, psycho fans in Philly, whether they're uh, killing Santa or eating feces, you guys care. They care a lot. I Too actually much, some would say. Got in a crazy argument over a guy. He was making fun of my haircut all game long in Philadelphia. I thought it was a good haircut. What, what was he saying? I don't know. I had like these two like zigzags or something in the back of my head he's like hey edelman you're not cool enough for that i'm like hey f, f you dude but uh no but our first my first reaction to this game we just go in and we just talked about how special chicago is and yeah. sports my first reaction is is this always going to happen to chicago I mean, they had the 90s Bulls. They had the 90s Bulls, but we're talking football. It's been yeah. 80, since the 85 Bears. Yeah. 85 Bears, which was considered one of the best teams of all time that only won one Super Bowl. Did this team have championship aspirations? I mean, they traded for Clea Mack. Yeah. First game, comes out, has a huge game. Their defense is roaring Their that defense year. defense is tough. Insane. They got Mitchell Trubisky, yeah. who's the second pick overall. In this game, played pretty decent. That last drive was impressive. And I mean, he did everything the team needed him to do to get his team into field goal range, roulette situation, meaning the time is more important than the points. They suck down all the time as much as they wanted. They try to get Parky out there to go out and kick a field goal. And uh, 
The he, rest is he history. set it up. That double doink the hits the side, hits the bottom. Like, how do you the bad luck you have to that's literally like being on a flight that's going down and as you're going down, someone like punches you in the face. And it, it's brutal. Very brutal. And it's and it's it's honestly it it's it sucks for the special teams of Chicago. Yeah. Because all game long, the punter inside the five, inside the five. He was pa- killing it. Killing it. Parky. He had some good field goals going into half. Had, what do you have, three or four? Jack, how many field goals do you have? Parky was three for four, hit one at the uh, end of the first half to put him up 6-3. So, yeah, he was all right. I mean, he was having a decent game. And then, you know, they have the kickoff return by who was that, Jackie? 29? I want to say Tariq Cohen. Let Incredible me run. Incredible run. Everything seemed to like go right until the doink. Until no, the second doink. The second doink. The, the, the first doink, you're like it's doinking in. Yeah. The second doink, it doinked out. Jackie, what do you got? That was Josh Bellamy on the second return. Josh Bellamy, not that to be was... confused with Bill Bellamy. No, of course not. Can't confuse that, Jack. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who was in any given Sunday? A movie we've referenced about Wide five receivers. times. Yeah, five times. Um. Let's go back. Let's go back to January 6, 2019. January 6, 2019. What were you doing then? 2019, I was just, I was a, a comic on the road, just doing, I, I don't know what city I was in at the time, but uh, I was out there. How about you? 2019. That was well, a good year for you, right? No, that was the beginning of the end. That's true. Damn, that's right. That was, yeah. That was right. the year that uh we we got kicked out of the first round of the playoffs Damn. and uh Tom Brady left us No, not in 2019. The beginning. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like I I'm not going to tell him what, but I remember it being good for him, but uh, Actually, we won the Super Bowl yeah. that year. I did not get we hit in the head that. a lot in my career. You won the Super Bowl in 2019. We we won the Super Bowl in 2018. So that's the thing. A 2018 season ends in 2019. It's kind of like when you graduate high school. I always think about 04, because, but I was really 05 because yeah. I was on the 04 football team on varsity. So like you always, it's the same, I don't know. I, no, no, we get it. We, we had it. a good year. We had a good year this year. Um, we were uh, doing well, but what was what was going on in, in, in pop culture? Uh, the number one movie in America was Aquaman, which I did not see. Amber Heard's life has changed a lot since then. <laughs> this was uh, this was pre a lot of that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I never yeah. saw it either. I mean, the dude is a beast. Who? What's his Jason name? Jason Momoa. Yeah, he he just he's like good looking, yoked, exotic. Yeah, he's got like, it all. He's got it all, but I just never saw it. I, I never got in it. Never yeah. got in it. Ridiculous trends, fancy Crocs. Fancy. Doesn't that eliminate the purpose of Crocs? Have you seen the high heel Croc? It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's a pull it up. It's a Croc with high heels. So it's it's ugly and it's uncomfortable. It's like having sex with an ugly person with a bad personality. Look at this. Look at that. Those Who are... would wear that? Oh my! I wonder if they're comfy. I they don't look comfy. Uh, that's that's gotta be. T- Are they hard to walk in? Hey, look, they're high heels. They can't be easy. But so, but you would think with the high heel, and I don't know this from any experience or anything, but I'm just saying, you you probably want something stiff mm. to step down on, so you're not like your stability. I don't know that that. 
It's a bad. It's a bad idea. There was the Marie Kondo minimalism, which annoyed the hell out of me, because we're New Yorkers. Our spaces are small. You have a TV and a desk in New York. You're a hoarder, basically. That's our space. So the the minimalism. That's great if you're in the Midwest. You got a lot of space. New Yorkers, we have to make do with small space. Got to. I don't, what does this even mean? What, what was this? Can you explain this to me? What, what is this? It was like, get rid of everything that didn't have meaning to you. Yeah, I'm a hoarder. I'm a hoarder, dude. I'm a hoarder. You yeah. Know, I, yeah, it's... I yell at my mom for it. I'm like, mom, can you throw this away? And then I look at my place. I'm like, that. that's a ticket stub from 10 years ago. Why do I have this? I used from to have a Hall Notes cover band. <laughs> I used to, and I, I used can't... To have... I still couldn't throw it away. Oh, dude, it's impossible. I, I just love my shit. I did a bit on Last Comic Standing back in the day where I said I used to date a hoarder and uh, she broke up with me, which stung. I was like the one thing she can get rid of. <laughs> that was, and, I, and Norm MacDonald was one of the judges. He was like, that's a great joke. And I was like, Norm, I'll take R.I.P. it. R.I.P. dog. R. Norm R. Was, a, was a legend. Uh, so, yeah, this was uh, 2019. And the egg on Instagram, 54 million likes. Do what, we have a picture of that, Jackie? What, like, What, what are, was that? That was so weird. I mean, the things that people like these days. It, and that's how divided America is, is an egg is the only thing we can agree on. It was the, what was it, the color? That. Why was this so big, Jack? I, I have honestly no idea. You know, there's some white supremacist group that was like, why does it have to be a brown egg? <laughs> why can't we be a white egg Mo eggs are usually white right you know that was like a kkk talking point <laughs> this is a disgrace what else the fire festival doc that was solid that that was that was very good i mean that dude you remember that dude's face the one who said he would suck dick for water no remember the dude i'm talking to? everyone remembers it that guy was the man that could you imagine spending a bunch of money and this is like in the heat right before 2020 and, and covid and everything so like festivals were like roaring everyone's going to this everyone's going to that could you imagine showing up to an island that looked like pretty much i don't want to say it but it, it looked like like an internment camp <laughs> I mean, it, it was, some would say it was like Nazi Germany. I'm just saying it some looked would bad. Say. It looked bad. And I'm not trying to poke no fun. We don't poke. Can fun. you imagine how much Jewish we are both Jewish? Can you imagine how bad the Holocaust would have been if Ja Rule was promoting it? <laughs> You're like, Jesus, this is terrible. <laughs> but it was Ja Rule like 10 years out of his prime. Yeah, yeah. He's he's still shirtless for some reason, but you're like, I don't. I did love that one song by Ja. Everybody, the lady. He's, he had some, he had he some, had some good stuff. He had some good oh, stuff. Oh, dude, how about, uh, do you ever see the clip of Ja at the Bucks game where he's like, are you ready? And they have a technical difficulty and he's like, uh, never mind. <laughs> he had to like retake and are you, I was like, ah, oh, this, this is a bummer. No, I never saw that one, Sam. I never saw that one. This Hi is highlights from the world of sports in 2019. Ooh, we this is the Clemson Trevor Lawrence versus the Alabama Tua Tunga Boyaloa. Did I say that right, Jack? That was correct. Thank you, Jackie. It's where they met in the title game. Clemson won. This is the one time Alabama didn't get there in the last five years. That turned out to be a, an interesting game, too elite quarterbacks in college that really haven't found their their run their yeah. their legs in the league yet which that that brings up a point everyone wants to say oh well you know they had good 
Sometimes it's the best ecosystem you're drafted to. And anytime you're drafted number one or number two, you're probably not going to a good ecosystem. Yeah, it's kind of messed up that you're the best and they're like, enjoy Jacksonville, you it, know? It, it's like, a, it's a de it's it's very hard, man. It, it's got to be very hard to be, you know. I mean, there's guys that have done it. Peyton Manning, he, he flipped, a, you know, an organization. Uh, but, you know, it's it's... But it was tough. Very tough. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine going to a team that, won one game no one goes to the games you're coming from clemson it's lights out it's like nirvana every time you go to a game in college then you got to go to jacksonville and it's and like you, it's like the end of nirvana it's the end of nirvana and like the you know i've never been to jacksonville like that but i mean i, I can only imagine yeah that there's probably like applebee's and <laughs> Which could be a good Florida's sponsor. hit or miss as a state. Let's be honest. It we is. Got, Florida's got some banger cities, and they've got some where you're like, ah, oh, this this sucks. I, I, got, I got COVID in Orlando, and I'm lucky that's all I got. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Terrible. So hot. Oh, my. I've never been more pro-choice in my life than on a flight back from Orlando. Kill all these kids. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to suffocate one with my travel pillow on the flight. <laughs> oh, my God. So what uh. We got yeah. these. We got these tweets. Yeah, we got. What did Julian tweet this day? We, we don't have a record of that. Oh, we, we have mine. What did I do? What was it? Can we zoom in? What did Sam tweet? The premiere of the Masked Singer was weird. Oh, uh, was that just the the gimp from Pulp Fiction? Is that what I got? That's that was fun. Didn't Gronk do the Max the the Masked Singer? He did. Man, that that show's got range. Gronk and Rudy Giuliani. That's crazy. They really, they're all over the place. Man, Gronk does it all. <laughs> he does. He's he, a he's an every, uh, a, a jack of all trades. Really? I, it was, we just did Gronk Beach over in Vegas, and uh, I'm still recovering. That was two weeks ago. <laughs> so let's get to the teams. So the, the 2018 Philadelphia Eagles were 9-7. and seven. They were the defending Super Bowl champs. Who'd they beat? I don't remember. I don't know. They beat the. Some, some of us have definitely blocked that out. I but. wasn't playing. I was actually at that game, and I was with Guy Fieri, and I was supposed to go sit in his box, but it was owned by the Indianapolis Colts. So I literally sitting with Guy Fieri in the box, and someone from the Colts organization makes me leave. What? They made me leave the box. So I end up going into some random. Why? Why'd they make you leave? Because you're a patriot? <laughs> I guess. I guess. I mean, what does this guy stand up for you? No, I mean, guy was trying everything he could, but I think it was someone really high up over there, which, you know, that kind of hurt my feelings. But you that's know, messed up, dude. I met some dude randomly at a, a different box, literally sitting with random fans in another box watching this Super Bowl. It was it was uh, something I'll never forget. What about what was guy eating? Do you remember? <laughs> He was uh he was probably eating um No, I don't. I was out of the box, Sam. I didn't Damn. get to sit with him. No, you don't even have any guy. Oh, <laughs> does Jack know what he was eating? I believe that Is was that good? Jules was Chris Ballard ring any bells? That was a GM of the Colts at the time. Yeah, I don't know if it was him. I'm not going to put out no names there, but I definitely got taken out almost in handcuffs. And then honestly, and then Another story, you remember Kyle Shanahan, we talked about him in a previous episode, sure, how yeah. he was going to the Niners. You know, I had a couple of uh, grandpa's old cough medicines that game, so I was feeling kind of 
frisky, go to the bathroom, which I thought all boxes usually have their own bathrooms, but there's like a, you know, there's like a public bathroom for these boxes over in Minnesota. It was a little weird to me, but I go in there and I'm taking a piss and this guy starts talking about the Super Bowl the year before. I'm like, who is this guy? I'm, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little hammered. I got a little, you know, a little buzz on. And he's yeah, like, you're urinal to urinal. Urinal to urinal. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm like, all right, dude. Yeah. And, and I look over. He goes, you don't know who I am. And I go, I really don't. And he goes, oh, I'm Kyle Shanahan. Nice to meet you. He did the handshake midstream? Not midstream, uh, but like we were we were leaving, going to sinks. And I was like, man, I never really knew how you looked. And we played weird. him the year before. He asked me some personal things. And I was like, yeah, we'll see how it goes. That's a that's out of a movie, urinal to urinal. Urinal to urinal. Dicks out. Full. Chatting. Chatting. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, so this is, uh, I mean, this was a crazy game leading up to this. So they're, they're the champs that, uh, coming off being champs, Foles again replaces Carson Wentz. I mean, that is, it's like being an understudy where you're like, but I'm doing better. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Well, it wasn't, I think Carson Wentz this year, he was having an MVP type year. Well, he, the, the year before? The year before he year was before, out. But then this out. year he wasn't that good, right? And, and it's got to be weird. Wentz is the guy who comes in with all the heat to Philly and Foles is the one who brings him the Super Bowl and and he leaves as Philly's child. Yeah. He's literally the what is it, the, bro, the city of brotherly love? Yeah. They love some big dick Nick. Yeah. They Does he have a big dick? Have you been to the urinal with I him? I have too? not been in the urinal with him, but there are so many rumors and and talks and this is I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to a urinal next. And this Nick is a and, different conference yeah. and different division. Yeah, and I'm yeah. hearing this through the grapevine. So I mean that's that's yeah, what we got uh, and it's kind of funny. He shares a backfield with a guy named Smallwood <laughs> in 2018. Yeah, I really, I, I think so highly of Jack. I think he's going to come in and be like, we have Nick's dick. It is eight and a half inches. I'm like, wow, nice. Good, good work, Jack. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up to a urinal next to Nick and be like, Nick, you don't know who I am. Do you? I know you've got a big pipe. Whip out the ruler. <laughs> I know Julian Edelman. He says you have a big dick. And I'll be like, Security. Um, so Ugh. this is, yeah, the second season Foles is that to replace Wentz. Super weird. Uh, they needed a win in week 17 against Washington for a playoff berth and, uh, they got it. So here they are. This is, this is a uh, crazy, so many things aligning for Philly two straight years. Alshon Jeffries yeah. or Jeffrey goes out and has a little revenge game against the bears. He was with the bears before Darren Sproles, a guy that we haven't seen in a while. We haven't seen, but this was. In the heat of when Darren Sproles was Darren Sproles, unbelievable third down running back, crazy career, crazy career. Rance, I always got so mad that I had to play in his era because he always took the Pro Bowl for punt return because he was so goddamn good. You know, and then you had Zach Ertz, who's clearly a stud for that team. The Chicago Bears, on the other hand, they picked uh, picked to finish last in their division. Was it was they had Nagy? It was his first or second year. The very first game, they trade for Cleo Mack, Cleo Mack, which everyone's like pissed at the Raiders for letting him go, but it makes that defense elite. They get on a crazy record. They have Mitchell Trubisky drafted second overall in his second season. They get they bring uh, offensive minded guy for Nagy for Mitch doing good things. They're twelve and four in the first year. I mean. Things were looking to be pretty good for these Bears. Like, they were going into this game probably feeling confident. 
Won mm-hmm. nine out of their last ten games, so they're getting wins left and right. Yeah. And they they beat the Vikings in Week 17 to help Philly actually make the playoffs. Crazy. So like, I bet you they they were already in. They probably a little pissed that they won that one. Good season for Trubisky, by the way. Uh, three thousand two hundred twenty-three yards, twenty-four touchdowns, twelve interceptions, three rush touchdowns. But you said to me that you didn't like how much he ran. Not always, yeah. you know. It, Sometimes it's 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 great to have your quarterback run, but I like seeing the quarterbacks that run with their eyes downfield, a la Aaron Rodgers, a la Patrick Mahomes, a la Josh Allen, guys that are on some elite teams that are playing at a high elite level. They have escapability just like, you know, Mitch does. Mitch has that ability, but they keep their eyes downfield. And, and that, that's something, you know, watching these games over the years with Mitch – you know, he's gotten better over his year. Last year, being a guy that sat on the bench, got to, got to watch Josh Allen in Buffalo. It'll be interesting to see what he does this year with uh, the Steelers. I, I'm sure he's going to be a lot more matured, and, and hopefully he keeps those eyes downfield. Yeah. Things we remember from this game. I mean, it's named the double doink. You got you kind of got to start with that. You remember that is probably one of the most painful ways to lose a playoff game. Yeah. Having a PAT type field goal to win in a city that when's the last time they've won a playoff game? It's been a long it's probably been 15 years back when Erlacher was on the team. So like and he's a good kicker and he's he's set up to win. I mean, was he a good kicker? I feel like he was pretty good. I mean, no? he was a good kicker that day. He was three for three going into that last kick. And he made it before they called a timeout and it went through. So that's that sucks. The ice, the ice, dude. The ice, they iced the kicker, and it worked. Laces well, we got out, dude. Einhorn. <laughs> Parky <laughs> had hit the happened. had hit the upright. Yeah. Six times prior to that that season, four coming in a game against Detroit. Um, that's crazy. That's not good. No, and right. a lot of this goes back. This game was in 2019, but a lot of it dates back to 2016 when they cut Robbie Gould, and had a revolving door of kickers. Revolving door of kickers: yeah. Connor Barth, Cairo Santos, Mike Nugent, and then Mike they Nugent. Gave, yeah, Ted Nugent's son. <laughs> Is Nick Foles the most confounding regular season playoff uh, quarterback? What do you think? I'm still trying to figure out what confounding means. <laughs> Are you confused? I mean, he's there. You're like, what is he doing here? Uh, you know, he. There's some guys that just turn it on. Your yeah. guy, Eli Manning. He turned it on hard. Really, really hard. And and that's what Nick did. And, you know, he's had some success. And it's good to hear those stories, guys that bounced around. He, I thought he was a really good quarterback in Arizona for a while. Then he didn't find his team, finds this. I mean, that's what it's all about is about these types of stories. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to hear from the Long Brothers about these inside stories because they're both going to have – some stories on uh on on Foles and and Chicago brothers on opposing teams in uh in a huge game. I mean, this is like this is what it's all about. Playoff game, opposing team. How many times do you think they probably had this scenario back in the backyard with Howie Long over there with the ball in his hand, saying, "Hey, you got to get here, you got to get there." Like they probably had this. In there, this is this was this had to be kind of deja vu from like childhood. Who does Howie Long text first? Which son? Got to be the winner, right? Or did they have a group text? 
It's like, got to be a group. Text. It's got to be a group text. Now, do you, it, it's you obviously mom's probably wearing that the half cut jersey with a half this long, half that long. You know, have you seen that? I like those. Yeah, those are always fun. That's nice, but uh, it's really only for. It's not worth making. It's only for the parents, really. It really, no it really is. is you can only that. do parents. You can only do parents. And the crazy thing is, it's gonna. That's one of the best. They got to be close to one of the best families in the league. You got the with the Matthews. You got the Slaters. The Mannings. The Mannings. I mean, I mean, the Harbaugh's as coaches. That was pretty crazy too. Harbaugh's. This is a huge yeah. football family. I'm I'm excited to get these guys in. Things we may have forgotten. That we may have forgotten. That no one wants to talk about. The the number one thing that comes to my mind. The ball was deflected. The ball was deflected. Parky Parky got ran out of town. Ball was deflected. Barely, barely deflected. Barely deflected. Yeah, but that that can just a tip. It hit just the tip, but that could really yeah. mess up the the what is it trajectory? Yeah, is that right, Jackie? Yeah, trajectory. Yes. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> it could really mess up the trajectory <laughs> of the football. So, like, I mean. Is it the kicker's fault? Is it the left tackle's fault? Is it the left wing's fault? Is it the center's fault for giving them a good jump? I mean, whose fault is it? We're gonna ask these long boys who it, whose fault it was. I picture I picture them fighting for their dad's love like it's succession. <laughs> Don't you see? You just picture Howie Long being a monster. And there's an, there's another long too. There's another yeah. long kid. A lot of long. I think he's uh he's in scouting. This was what do we got, Jackie. Weird one, but. This was Howie Long's 59th birthday. Wow. The day of the game. Howie Long's 59th birthday. He looks great. He looks... Uh, dude, Howie Long, he's had a... I mean, can we get Howie on the show? Screw the Suns, man. This He's the rock star. Instead of a game, let's watch a Broken Arrow and have uh, and have Howie Long on the show. <laughs> Wasn't he in another one? What he was in a couple movies. Firestarter. Firestarter. Let's get, let's get Howie Long and John Travolta on together. Let's make it happen. I think we can make that happen. Or was that Christian Slater? Or was it both of them? Both. Slater Damn. and Travolta. That's a 90s heater. That's a 90s heater. Travolta was on a kick. Boy. Right after that was right after Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Because he was off. he was he was dying for a while and then Pulp Fiction re got him. Thank you, Tarantino, for bringing back Travolta. Parky went on the Today Show after the double doink. That's that's why are you doing a press tour after that? That's that's brutal. That's one of those kind of games where you uh, want to hide for a while. Yeah, why are you going on the today? What are you going Einhorn talk? and Finkel. <laughs> Tur- you was, might have to change. Was Did Matt Lauer say, uh, uh, don't worry, things are about to get way worse for me than they are for you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, And now this is the part of the show where we go to the gaming corner presented by WinBet. The relevant betting lines, <laughs> the spread, Chicago minus six and a half, yeah. six and a half. You know how many points that is in the league? That's a lot. That's like, that's pretty much a blowout if you're getting that many points on a spread. People did not believe in this Eagles team. They didn't. Well, they they were like that. They had to win to get in, right? They had to win yeah, to get yeah, in a couple times. Yeah. That that NFC East has always got like a, a seven and 10 or a seven and nine team that sneaks in and they're always giants did I feel it like they're well, always in the nfc east they are yeah they really are the giants and and philly have done it twice that where division they were, is always a bloodbath bloodbath 
Yeah. Finals uh, over and under 49. That was clearly under. This was a defense, a stout field position game. Once again, the Bears punter was doing Jack, very what good. Well, we got Jackie. Weirdly, uh, 11 plays of 15 yards or more in this game, even though it went way under the total. Wow. 11 explosion plays, and they still didn't get close to the under or over. What should we do for the prop bet this week? Once again, guys, our prop bet that we always have during our interview, me and Sam, Sam and I, we go over something that we can do, say, have the interviewee say, and we make like a line on it, right? Am I explaining yeah. this right? I mean, how about this? Can we get can we get Julian to say brother versus brother fighting for daddy's love? How many times can we get him to say that? Will that ruin the interview? No, I think I can get that. You can get that out. I think I can get that. Brother versus brother fighting for daddy's love. Let's try. Let's, can we get that twice? Can twice? you say it two times on the interview? I think. That's I think. Good... I'll, I yeah. I, I'll take I'll, I'll take the All over. Right. I'm taking the over on that. What are you taking? Are you taking the under? I think I'm taking the over. I think you can pull it off. I believe in you. All right. We're going to hear from Chris Long and Kyle Long. But before that, let's take a quick break. Welcome, fellas, to Games with Names. We got Chris and Kyle, my favorite Long, other than Howie Long. I mean, Howie's. Hey, bronze really medal's still pretty good. But. What'd you say? The bronze medal. If I get the bronze medal in the Long family, you know, if you well, like actually, me, like the Howie isn't there a scouting Jr. brother? Yeah, There's a scouting so brother fourth. too. Yeah, he's got yeah, the long. Fourth. He's got the long play there too. I'm off the podium. Yeah, so we're joined here with Chris Long, my dear friend, former teammate, two-time Super Bowl champ, second pick overall in the 2008 draft, which means he got paid a boatload of money. They didn't have that cap thing on. So this man has made a lot of money. Walter Payton, man of the year in 2018. Chris, was that, am I right? Yeah, sounds about right. I, this I think, guy's got yeah. a, a water, a water charity where he feeds and Delivers water to countries across we the world. We prefer quench, Jules. Quench, quench. You know, we quench, we quench the thirst of these people. And he's the host of the Greenlight, an amazing podcast. We're also joined by his studly brother, a man that I worked out with in 2012. When he was coming out for the draft, he, he went and played baseball first, committed to Florida State, decided... For some odd reason, we'll leave it at that, that he didn't want to play baseball, wanted to use that six foot six frame, 312 pounds of solid muscle to try to play in the National Football League as a professional lineman to block people like his brother. Dear friend, he was drafted 20. Uh, when just, were you drafted? Just bro? 20. You had it. 20? Exactly. He was drafted really good. 2013, which is well well above where my dad had fooled me into thinking I was going to go. 20, you can do the doubter tweets on draft day. Dad had me convinced I was a fourth rounder. Yeah. Dad had me convinced. When did you get drafted? Dad had me convinced I I should play offensive line in college. He's not, I mean, he's not not an idiot. He's a very very humbling figure in many ways. We weren't as lucky as you. We didn't get to have the ball in our hands, Jules. So. 
we had to be uh everything was dictated by a guy who had his hand in the dirt from day one and yeah when he when he saw us kind of hit puberty he was like oh yeah chris uh you're gonna be this kyle you're gonna be this yeah he had us slotted yeah well that's good you guys know you guys know why we have you on on here to what we're talking about games with names no idea games with names what's the game the double doink game do you guys remember this i am very well versed in the double doink game yeah yeah i remember that game kyle do you you we're gonna we're gonna take a look at some games that we played in together okay and we are going to discuss from our perspectives how things were going right this, this is the premise of the show this is the premise of the show, games with names, guys. Okay. I love this it. This is the double doink game. Yeah. We okay. want to get your inside and we were perspective. In I'm happy what's to talk the, about it. What's the first thought you have from that game? What's the first thing that comes into your mind? Honestly, it was talking to your buddy, uh, the, 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 um, the lineman that was lined up for field goal block because, okay, the way this thing went down was we drilled Trubisky on like a third down, backed up, and he hit this. I mean, it's a beautiful throw. A floater over the middle of the field yeah. between the hashes. And now they're set up to win the game. And, you know, like, our team's pretty good, but we weren't sure that we were going to beat the Bears. It was a really tough environment. They're lining up for a field goal. This game's about over. I think my career is pretty much over. And uh, your guy across, across the line from me, I can't remember his name, was like, hey, man, think about it. You'll be on vacation next week. It's all good. And he was really trying to cheer me up. We need his name. <laughs> so let, let me let me give you mine. Ten seconds later, mm, oh. right? That you know we're looking up at this thing floating and and doinking and doinking again. And the thing I remember and I'll never forget was getting to the locker room and and hearing from Trayvon Hester, who's an unheralded guy, you know, unsigned cat. He was on special teams that he tipped the ball. And none of us knew that. We thought Parkey is his name, right? Yeah. That he just plain shanked it. But Trayvon Hester got a hand on it, and we didn't learn until we got into the locker room. But by then, Parkey was like already on the hit list of 10,000 Bears. Unfortunately for Cody Parkey, he's going to be infamous in the city of Chicago because of the fact that, as we all know, fans are educated, but they aren't PhD educated in the situation. They're not going to understand the nuance of a tipped ball that doesn't go on the stat sheet. But in film, when you look at it on Monday, you're going to see it. We're all going to know. He probably uh, could have hit it more square, though. Probably but, true. I right? mean, yeah, yeah, it's 43 yards in December in Chicago. It's it's a bitch, you know. It was 43. Uh, 43. Yeah, it was a longer field goal. I, it, it was I, not. I thought it was. I don't. I don't think it was 43. It was like 37. Check it out. it out. Google it. Yeah, I mean, you could be Matt. Check it out. But you're expecting you're expecting him to make that. Well, I mean, well, yeah. oh, at, at yeah. that point, we had we had uh, put ourselves in position to win the game. Um, it was forty. It was what? It was that big country. It was, it was forty-three. Country, it was that big country ass dude that it was you play for, with. It was, it was the country. Brad Sal. Brad Sal. Brad, Brad, Brad Sal was like. So hey man, it's gonna be all right, man. You're gonna be on vacation next shit, week. Shit, you're gonna be in Turks and Caicos next week, big boy. And, and I was like, Chris the, is like, I'm thinking the fucking mosquitoes. I have a lot of practice at going on vacation early for most of my career. So I mean, that vacation. That sounds like Will Ferrell and Eastbound and Down. Yeah, actually, <laughs> fucking Schaefer. What I remember yeah. vividly. I sell fucking Kias. What I remember vividly is a sense of guilt that I had because my teammate was taking a beating uh, nationally in the media and locally in the media. And there Team were guy. there were drives that yeah, there guy. were drives 
in that game as an offensive lineman where I didn't finish a block. I was, you know, I, I let off. It wasn't a championship effort for whatever reason. You know, there are plays that you always want to have back. Even in Super Bowl wins, Jules, there are plays that you wish you could have back. Always. Chris, Chris wishes yeah. he could have back. And unfortunately, those, that game happened to be a loss for me. And it happened and because that, of the parky kick. But I know that there were four-minute drives, opportunities to bury the Eagles, and we didn't take advantage. And and that's how it goes. You know, even if when, whenever you win a game or you lose a game, you never think about the things you did well. You always think about the things you didn't do well. Like, I don't know if that was ever your case, Chris. Did always. you ever think that? Are you always, always, yeah, right? I mean, like, you, you're always thinking about the worst stuff. I got a quick question. Did mom come to the game? She did. And everybody did she was have there. one split, of those. She had the those split, jersey? split jersey. Our wives, she she our, had split our wives jersey. had the cool, you know, tacky embroidered jackets that I still make fun of to this the, day. With the gemstones and shit. Gemstone. No, Meg, Meg's anti. Uh, I, I've seen the pictures, Chris. Like was, Meg was, did not have a bedazzled. Jersey oh, Chris. Up. Oh, Chris. how much you want to bet? Let's put a hundred bucks on it right now. Put your baby on it. I don't put children up for auction. Was your was your was your dad there? Yes. <laughs> yeah, dad was there because yes. I vividly remember after the game. Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> so Ashton Kutcher was at the game because he's, he's a huge Bears fan. The biggest. But I got to tell you, Ashton Kutcher takes shit like harder than the players, bro. Yes. Like Ashton Kutcher was in the tunnel. Like it was like, nice to meet you, Ashton. He was like, oh, well, fuck, my life's over. And I'm like, dude, like my brother <laughs> just fucking. I worked. didn't get to meet him because I was so, like, he was, he's a big time guy. And I was kind of like, fuck, I was bummed out too. Yeah, you, well, he you was. You spoke to him because you're cool. That's hilarious that Ashton Kutcher said, my life is over. Yeah, he didn't say that. Mila Kunis. His eyes said that. His eyes said that. You know, and it's kind of like as a football player, like you're like, yeah. my brother just got his heart ripped out, bro. Like, you're going to be good. And we're all standing there dapping it up, right? Like in the tunnel, the buses are all there hanging out and it's the end of the season. So, yeah, I hated that. I hated that for you because y'all's team was pretty good. You were probably, I don't know, a little bit. It little. wasn't a good matchup with the Eagles team because of your defensive front. You guys had a very stout yeah. and skilled defensive front. Yeah. With the spearhead I mean, of it being Fletcher Cox, I mean that's and it, I had to deal. You with want that. the Cox to be, you want Fletcher Cox to be the spearhead. He likes Cox being spearheaded. You Cox goes in first. Speary Cox. Both your legs are incredible. <laughs> You're making me feel terrible about my physique, right? Look at that! Holy crap! Look at those Look at calves, that. dude. They, those go, they go all the way up. Hey, that's just brother versus brother fighting for daddy's love. Yeah, just brother like brother versus brother. We're in there doing fighting yeah. for daddy's love. Yeah, exactly. Jules, you get it. He gets it. No, honestly, how many? I'm good. Dad loves me. I'm good. Dad loves you. We're good. We don't need to fight over dad's love. We're never gonna be hall of famers. No, we're not gonna be hall of famers. So, does is there a tech thread? With you, you two and your dad after the game, or do you text each other? Like, how soon afterwards do you guys talk? You go first because yours the, are different the than mine. The dealings with our dad. My dad wears many hats for me because he is my—he was my best man at my wedding. He's my best friend. Um, you see how he's trying to win that? He goes, he was my best friend. He was my best man at my wedding. I have two. No, seriously though, he and, and Chris, Chris can attest to this. Here's what he did. This is pretty I'm, funny. Let though. me finish. Go finish, and then let I got—I got a bomb. Chris here. can attest to this because I love dad. And he'll talk to me like a friend, and then he'll talk to me like a rigid coach the night before with a 96 has chop spin inside. Third step, watch stutter underneath from 92. Be careful around piles around 56. He's a dickhead. That'll be like Chris, you know? He'll be texting me about Chris with his number without he even mentioning. He did that? Like stuff like that, you know? 
not that you're a dickhead, but stuff along those lines. And then after the game, it's a really good blend of get the coaching out of the way quick. And then how are you doing? Like, how are you feeling? How's your body? Do you need anything from me? I can fly somebody out to work on you tomorrow. Like that kind of stuff, Jules. Yeah. You know, that that's, that's a good dad. He's a great dad. But who got the text first? Did you get, so does Kyle Kyle gets gets the the text text first. first? Because Kyle, I, mean, I, okay. I text him first too. If I was out of the yeah. well, yeah, I mean, because you like him more, and so does my dad. But also, <laughs> but also the fact that Kyle's the the younger guy, and Kyle's like respectfully, like you're you're younger than me, and like I'm a child. I've been there, I've been through it, and Dad's like I, Chris, you know, kind of that oldest son thing is like I don't worry as much about Chris. You were because, born in the forest, son. Yeah, you're like be all right. you, like you, you know. So I think kyle being younger and coming up in the league and not having the same you know kind of experience i had like kyle was definitely getting the scouting reports first but here's what's fucked up i didn't make dad my best man and you knew that and then you did that like to try to cuck it wasn't me. A, you it wasn't me, a bro. cuck move you cucked me bro it wasn't intentional you, i was probably baked as fuck when hey, i made the decision hey, guys guys it's just brothers he cucked me brothers i never thought about love. that until now i was probably on a golf course really and i got a text from my you wife that said you need to narrow down your list yeah. and you need to get who the fuck is coming to pick this a way. best man and i'm like let's uh, howie let's put your finger anywhere on this picture yeah let's get into this game let's get into this game guys I, I so sorry defensive battle yes yeah first quarter i mean no real big highlights you guys are just kind of going back and forth there's a couple field goals here parky actually you know he actually he made some some decent field goals before the double doink yeah so like going into this thing he was three for three right right before that i think he was nails yeah, yeah. it was three for was three. three nobody you talks guys, about that you know, no one talks about that. No one talks about that. You guys were twelve and four this year. Because you... of the ending, no one talks about you know. <laughs> I know Kennedy it's the truth. No one talks about what he had for breakfast. He might have talked <laughs> about it on Good Morning America, but you know, I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, he did talk about it on Good Morning he did America. Go on Good Morning America. I didn't yeah. watch. Yeah, he was had this a whole the tour. best defense though? Like, because you guys were you, the Bears weren't supposed to be anything this year. You guys had a second year quarterback, first year coach, and Nagy. Like, and and watching this game. Mitch didn't look that bad. He looked pretty good. He was making some throws. The defense, was it the best defense you played with in your career? It was the best defense that I, I have practiced against and played with. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Why? How, how so? Uh, the I would say the polarity of the front with Khalil Mack on one side, with Leonard Floyd on the other, with uh, Akeem Hicks anchoring the interior, with an unheralded run stopper by the name of Eddie Goldman, who is an absolute world beater on first and second down on inside run. Um, the second level was Danny Trevathan, and I believe it was Roquan Smith's rookie yeah, year. Um, rookie on the back end, you had uh, Kyle Fuller on the on, on one side. You yes. had Prince Mukamara on the other. On the back end, you had Eddie Jackson, who was out of Alabama, and he was an all-pro. He was putting up better-than-Ed-Reed numbers from a productivity standpoint in that year. I'm not saying yeah. he's better than Ed Reed. Yeah, but he in, wasn't tackling like Ed Reed. In that year, he was putting up numbers like Ed Reed. It was Same fabulous to watch. Ed Reed. And, so and then, and then we played the Eagles, and they were more physical defensively, and that was the, the thing that did us in. Now, did you go into this game, did you have in the back of your head, like, because the Eagles, every year that, you know, in the AFC or NFC East, they're always, like, sneaking in. They beat up each other all throughout that division, and then some guy – some team comes in nine and seven 
ends up going on a run just like they did the year before. Like, did you guys have that in the back of your mind? Like, oh, this team's actually pretty good. Because you guys were, you guys had the game in control. We, we, somewhat. we truly believe that we, it was our destiny to not only win that game, but win out. I mean, we were thinking there's nobody that our defense can't stop. And to a certain degree, that was true. The thing that ended up uh, biting us was we were a little bit cute in uh, gotta-have-it situations. The whole stadium knows you're going to run the ball. We got a little bit cute at certain times. And a lot of coaches and a lot of coaches are guilty of that nowadays. It's not a one-guy thing. Um, and we didn't execute in, in the four-minute situation. And I'd love to discuss it further here because I haven't rehashed it since. We were well, – what it's did we your, what did we not scheme. do right in the four minute situation? What was the situation? Why don't you scheme. explain situational football to us? You know, you know I when like they this. say I don't remember uh, what you said, but I remember how it made me feel. Um, that is how I feel about. I know this. my girlfriend says that. Yeah, all the time. that's the my four ex. minute situation yeah. uh, in a nutshell to me. I haven't gone back and watched the game, but it was one of those things where you're walking off the field and the punt team's coming on the field, and you're thinking that was the opportunity that we just pissed down our leg and and now the eagles are going to celebrate on our field and they did they had their ski oh, masks the on the 50 yard the, like yeah. ski masks the dvs jules doesn't like some of this stuff it was terrible stuff it was terrible but, what do you but, mean i don't like that kind of stuff well let me finish we're in the game here we're doing games with names here jules i gotta stick to the game I, i'm just saying but he doesn't like the dog mask thing dude i mean i hear you the bro. mask stuff but here, here's the deal we you guys did the club dub thing Here's the rule in pro football. Like, if you have a thing, like, and you get beat, people might do your thing. But ours is in the locker room. Well, we did it in our locker room. On our 50-yard line. Maybe we did it on the 50-yard line, See, that's too. BS. I'm still calling BS. Well, maybe you guys can get us back next time. Emotional damage. Um, no, I just thought Kyle's an extremely physical player. He always was. And when we played them... I just didn't think they were physical up front. And I said that outright. I don't say that often, but I kind of said it because I was kind of pissed off for Kyle because I was like, they have good players, but their scheme wasn't physical. Like they just didn't have a physical, like kind of downhill running game. way about them. Yeah. Because as you know, Jules, like your scheme is going to dictate how the personnel plays sometimes, you know, if you reinforce yeah. things through scheme, you know, guys are going to be what you want them to be. And I just didn't feel like they were physical in the run game enough. Now Kyle is because Kyle. If just we be had the same uh, running plan that we did two, three years prior, when we had Jordan Howard in the backfield, he was a he was a Pro Bowl running back uh, behind myself, yeah, yeah. Josh Sitton, Bobby Massey, who was a Cody Whitehair. It was a, it was a really good interior three, tough group, and there was nobody that we couldn't mm -hmm. line up on and and ace and deuce. You know what I'm saying? There there was nobody that we couldn't do that to. We didn't have ace that in deuce. 2018. Can you explain to a listener what's an ace? So and a deuce? Uh, an ace block and a deuce block are examples of combination blocks in a gap scheme play. So you've often heard the term power in the running game. Power is where there is a pulling guard, and the guard is right next to the center. He pulls to the opposite a gap, and he swipes a a, a match off. He strikes a match off of the deuce, mm -hmm. tight to the deuce. And he hits the linebacker, and that should spring the running back, um, who is being sometimes led block by a fullback, sometimes not. Jules, these are these are personnel discussions for you, um, but I, I think uh, power schemes, deuces and aces, are a staple in every run game you watch in the NFL. Sometimes you see power with no pullers. Uh, it's the same concept. It's just two deuces instead of one deuce and a puller. Double deuce. Um, that's what the Cowboys that's run. That's harder for the running back too, right? Zach Martin, Travis Frederick made that famous in Dallas. And guys like Emmett Smith, uh, patient runners, 
have made a, a living uh, being visionaries, uh, quite literally, with their eyes and, and seeing things and hitting the holes with patience. And I think, you know, uh, as far as like a defense is concerned, we'd rather have like a standard power because I'd rather, you know, be able to see what the puller's doing, have a tell that way. Strength of the play. Yeah. And, you know, a team like Dallas who can run that either way with a really good back is really tough to defend. And a lot of teams now, so that's gap. A lot of teams now are running this zone stuff weak. So they line up, they line up three tight ends on the right side, Sam. God, I hate it. Numbers. They line up three tight ends on the right side and they pound the right side, pound the right side. And then on the third play, they fake it. They roll out with a Mitch Trubisky type guy, or, you know, a Baker Mayfield who can get outside the pocket and launch it downfield. I don't know if Baker's arm is quite there right now, but I don't know who he's definitely not our guy Tua in Miami. Okay, okay, like, dude, let's not. Okay, these, these people down here are fucking, you know, they're on bath salts tweeting me about Tua. Miami, New York 2.0. Anyways, no Tua. Where, huh? Where's Baker right now? What, what team is he in? He's still with the Browns, technically. technically. He's complaining in Cleveland, and I, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, that's got to, I know Deshaun either. Watson's good, but that, that's got to hurt. That's definitely got to hurt. I heard their second string is Harvey Weinstein, so that's really got to hurt. But, uh, I don't know what he'll be playing, but uh, I, I got to ask you, Chris, because, you know, this team with the Eagles now, once they miss that field goal, are you thinking like Foles, is, he's our guy again. We're going to do it again. Is that in your mind? Like this is meant to be the way they missed it's, it. It's interesting because Jules, like you've been through this. I think one of the things that makes the Pats great is it's not that they're great any given year. It's that they're going to be great every year. They're going to figure out a way to be great every year. Like, and that takes a lot. You could tell just by being there one year. And then, like, more specifically, when I first got to defend a championship, because I never got to defend one in New England, like, you realize the challenges of coming back and doing it again because there are so many outside distractions. There's so many guys that just got the bag, whether it's on the field, off the field, they got paid. There's so many guys that just became stars. You know, like, winning a Super Bowl, it's like, it's like you know, it makes all these little kings, you know, like all these guys are walking around like all of a sudden we're hot shit. I saw that in Kansas City. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and that's not saying anybody in particular wasn't ready, you know, more than anybody else, but it's just a general vibe. And uh, and it's and that go ahead, Jules. Well, it's 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 very tough. People don't realize when you become the sheriff, you're everyone's most wanted. Everyone's Super Bowls each week when you're the defending Super Bowl champions. And we're seeing that, you know, everyone wants to say, you know, we got dynasties coming here and there. And, th and that's why it's hard, so hard to repeat, because people get paid off of beating your team after you win a Super Bowl. You know, coaches get paid for beating your team after you win a Super Bowl. And that that target is hard to play because the league's so fucking smart. You guys know that. Everyone can scheme for everyone. Everyone's got good players. Teams are literally you know, constructed so. now to beat teams. I know the Bills, yeah, I mean, the Bills quite literally were, were chasing the, the the Bills were chasing the Chiefs yeah. and then the the and team, they almost the had them. I mean, it was changed. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. you know, it's like an arms race. It's like in the NFC West when when you've got Kittle and then they draft the kid in Arizona who who's who's the Clemson kid that's supposed to be able to cover him. Like you you make these picks in division now to defend players. You, you you alter your scheme and division to beat a team. Anyways, I just think what Jules said is really true. And I, I didn't realize it fully, like people tell you, but until you experience it in 2018, that was one of the hardest years for me. And I've been on one and 15 and two and 14 teams like my whole career, Sam. So like this was the first eight years of my career and nobody watched us play. Like bad teams, bro. True. 
So yeah, Kyle's like, except I for me, except for me, me. not consistently. Except for me, I, I was, I, I was in too. rehab watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, this this fucking this year was tough. We were like four and four at one point, or four and you know we were. The city and Philly's really tough. Like Philly, they're hard on you. Oh, there! I remember I did a gig in Philly recently. I'm at a diner. The, the waiter he puts the thing down, goes, "Go Eagles!" Like that's how <laughs> yeah, intense dude. they are yeah. in Philly. That I remember. I got this was me. I'm a Giants fan, so I remember buying a, a on the street. They were like, you know, those guys selling those shirts that, that trash the other teams. I got yeah. an Eagles sucks shirt. How dumb I am! I didn't check it. It says Eagles sucks. No. <laughs> Not Eagles suck. Eagles sucks. Now I just look like a moron when I wear it. So, ba so yeah. basically, the, the shirt is sold to make you look like an idiot, which is genius. Yeah, I got duped by probably a Philly fan. That's so great. They're the best fans ever. Like, this guy doesn't know grammar. Look Eagle at this dipshit. Sucks. They're the best fans ever for shit like that. Like, they're just childish in a good way. And then, like, and that year, but, like, we saw the other side of it. You know, you come off that honeymoon where... Nick Foles has a statue. Doug Peterson's a legend. All this stuff, and like he wrote you a see book how quickly it. it changes. Nick Foles has a book in my locker and shit like that. But you know, Carson Wentz comes back. He's he's not himself. He was never himself after those injuries. He's still trying to find his way. But um, Nick yeah. came in again late in the season for Carson, and uh, steady. We really rallied around him. Like we had to win a couple low scoring ball games late in the season. We go in and, and we play. Um, we play the Saints after that game in fact and i gotta say had we beaten the saints and jules knows like it, it makes nothing for you to say what if but like we were we we could have played with them i'm not saying we could have beat them but that's like that's how tantalizingly close you are and we we went to new orleans in a game that we lost early in the season down in new orleans 47 to 7. sean payton ran the fucking score up on us i don't blame him uh but then the second game we come back this is how much our team changed and we really had them beat Alshon Jeffrey drops a ball and two minute drill. We're going in to score and, and go on to play in the NFC championship oh. and it's picked off and that's the end. It was in the red area, right? red area of the drop? In the red area. Oh. I mean, the ball's red area. It's one of those like right in it's his like chest. It's like low red. You know, so, so anyways, and it wasn't just that. They had a fake punt and shit like that, but it just goes to show you how much a team has to adjust and change because you're almost shell-shocked when you come out of the gate. You're like, fuck, this is really hard. We're 500, people hate us. And then if you're good enough and tough enough, which we were, we found a way to get back on the horse, but not quite enough. What that's a how the NFL that season. That's the NFL season, though. Like like you said earlier on the year, explain to Sam, like you, you lose to a team 40-whatever to seven. When you play them in the playoffs, it's a completely different team. The team in those first four to six weeks is learning what their team can do well. Then those next, like, five six weeks then you're sharpening those things for the end of the run and then you go and see what it gets you in the playoffs now with the butterfly effect for you kyle after this game i know it was a, i mean it was a shit storm in chicago about parky good morning america this that but did you guys have some kind of confidence going into the next year like hey we got mitchell Trubisky, we're gonna have a second year head coach matt nagy who who we didn't expect you guys weren't expected to go 12 and four and be in the playoffs that year. Like, were you guys confident? My next real, my Going next, in, my next real memory of that off season was the Walter Payton man of the year, the, the NFL honors. I went to, to watch Chris accept his award and Matt Nagy accepted coach of the year. And I saw, I ran into Matt at the bar and I, and I really like Matt Nagy. I've said some salty things about Matt Nagy, but I fucking love the guy. I would have blocked my ass off for him. And that tells you everything you need to know about him. Um, I think the the double doink got us all into our heads a bit. 
and you could see it when you returned for voluntary uh mm. you know everybody was there for voluntary stuff obviously as well as like I'm going to exaggerate. I'm going to say 30 kickers for rookie minicamp showed up. And the only <laughs> kicks that they took, the only fucking kicks that they took were from the 43-yard line left Oh, my hash. God. And I'm telling you, or, we, we would, or whatever, it was 43-yard lines. Uh, oh yeah, 37, thank you. This could have been a reality show, by the way. This could have been like fun. And all the vets game. are sitting, all the vets are there like, guys, we're good. we are a good team. We do. We just got to forget about it. Just flush it, you know what I mean? Just flush it. I remember the opening meeting was uh, about it. Uh, yeah, but that's the whole thing. Is like, it's like you got to move on. But here's the thing, dude, and it's the same fucking thing with Super Bowls. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, and coaches don't know how to handle this how to make people forget about something. You don't make people forget about something by saying, forget about this, guys. Just hand us a bunch We're of weed to the and next say, year. see you guys in, in uh, July what? for Just camp. Just flush it. I always... Did, did... Yeah. Kyle, did... I mean, uh, Chris, did Bill ever make you forget about anything? I, I mean, don't did he remember. train guys? And maybe that works. Because, like, I don't remember. I think he, he fucking got well, you, Well, did bro. Belichick make he, you forget? Well, if... Belichick did a good thing of, like, knowing when knowing his team if his team was doing well he would cut you down if his team wasn't doing too well like in the super bowl in in Dude, 16 he wasn't in there rah rah and he was in there like hey guys we need to do this 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 like he can I, read the vibe of a team which i think that's huge and he's he does preach that like short memory shit all the time like it doesn't matter if you do good or bad it's it's on to the next play but it doesn't you know, happen that, by raving about you know like when we came back in 18 everybody in the building we had like banners that were like forget about it kind of things like that i'm not saying they were like forget about it as explicitly but like i can't it's fucking hanging above the cafeteria that i'm supposed to forget about this thing and now i'm walking in and we're all and everybody's tight in the ass because they're like you're expecting that we're going to have this super bowl hangover because the first meeting of the year is hey it's about all these teams that have them we're not going to have that and we're going to do it by forgetting that's not good. And it's the same thing with the double doink thing or come back after a tough thing. Football is like short memory. And you said it. Bill was real good at this. Like Bill come in at the half. People are always like, man, that speech must have been fucking crazy. 28-3. I'm like, yeah, in a movie, dude. Bill was just down there like telling us what plays we fucked up and how we were going to yeah. get back in the game. And and that's that was what, it. That's what, well, to any woman listening, it pays to have a short memory. Yeah, it does. Maybe get over things. Yeah, it does. But also for the men too. I want to be. I want to be really fair. Sure, sure. But none of us are having sex with men, so mostly for the women. <laughs> I, I feel like Bill's first for the four, women. Yeah. So I feel like Bill's first few words when he walked in the locker, like you know, everybody's sitting in there waiting for coach and Sam. Like these guys will echo this. It's quiet. It's kind of awkward. The offense is on one side. The defense is on the other. There's yeah. a whiteboard. Yeah for each uh for each segment of the team and the kickers are in the shower like you know beating their dicks or whatever and your kickers so, so the offense and the defense are in there looking at which plays they liked which plays they didn't and then yeah. the head coach comes in from the back with like head of security right you know uh and yeah. i feel like the door swings open and bill belichick you guys are down a shit ton of points and he's just like all right everybody chill the fuck out you know i mean that I mean? was kind of it i mean and that you, and literally we've had coaches that we've all had coaches that bust in and the door flies open and it's loud and there's a fucking sharpie flying right, we're still in this thing yeah dude okay well i'm not <laughs> convinced because you're having a conniption right now see bill's an information guy he, yeah. he's gonna give you the information that he thinks you need to do better i, I mean but do you ever remember in like team meetings when he would hit the 
he would hit the like thing. Mm-hmm. I always like I sat so close. I thought like he would break his hand because he would hit it so hard when he's going over a point. Yeah, and we got to fucking block. Yeah, we got to tackle. Yeah, he was karate like, chopping that, that fucking podium, dude. And I just used to sit in that meeting so afraid. I've never drank so much fucking coffee in my life than when I lived in New really? England because I just didn't want to fall asleep in meetings or like be late to anything or whatever because the whole it's very unique in New England like. I played a bunch of places under a bunch of coaches. I mean, or St. Louis, a bunch of coaches, but nobody ever met with the whole team as much as Bill did. And the pressure mm. and the like paying attention to the head coach, you know, as he breaks down, uh, you know, game film from Sunday, usually that's done, Sam, in separate, you know, rooms where D coordinator is going to take the defense, mm-hmm. offense is going to go over here. No, no, no. Accountability. And, and that really ups the accountability because. Listen, I really care what Jules thinks about how I played. Jules probably cares about what, how I thought he played. Like that's that's an, a layer of accountability that you don't get. It's also teachable moments that you, you know, if I'm sitting in the defensive line room and I don't hear what he says to a special teams guy or to an offensive guy, I can't learn that lesson from my seat. And I think that's one of the biggest things in football is like you better learn from other people's mistakes too. And you better know what's going on in the building. You better know the temperature. And everybody knew the temperature. And people like Tom got it from Bill. People like Jules. I saw Jules get it so bad one time. That shit was what so happened? funny. I, I don't know. Jules, it was a Steelers game or something. But it was fucking so funny because I was like, here's one of your best players. Here's a guy who's been here a long time. Here's a guy who's a fucking legend in New England. And Bill doesn't care, you know, because today it's about. Do you remember what he said? Can we share it? or, or no? I mean, Jules. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't care. I I mean it was I don't remember exactly. I kind of I don't blacked. even remember. I, I was I was back in the back row flinching. It was something like <laughs> it was like it was yeah, I was like in the back, like uh, uh, Did uh, I fumble like, a ball that game? Yeah, he I think he fumbled a ball and Jules and he did the whole like, we get it, Jules. You you know, it's all about you and all this shit and fucking just laid into him. And obviously everybody in the room knows it's not all about Jules, and we know that Jules is a great teammate and will go to the wall for us. But, you know, Jules makes a mistake. And what that does is that provides a kid who's the 52nd man on the roster an opportunity to, to learn from a mistake without him getting yelled at in front of the room. Jules can take it. Tom can take it. You know, like guys that have been there can take it. And you got that idea real quick was like, Bill's really fucking smart about chewing people out. He's wow. not going to crush somebody that's not ready to, to take that coaching. He uses guys like Tom or Gronk or Jules or, you know, uh, you know, Solder, somebody that's been there a while that uh, he can get after. And you got to learn from that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he was that a is great football coach. That's bro. a great coach. There. Yeah. What, what were the differences in the Super Bowl run in New England versus Philly? Like what pluses, minuses? It was better? so much funner in Philly. But see, that's to, see know, only the it's only so fun in Philly. Only Patriots know? fans oh, are hung dude. up on this, and Patriots just, are hung up on this. You think all the dude, championships man, they so won, they'd fun. worry about them we fucking get to, like, selves? Drink and eat and like our meetings <laughs> and like. No one else? said Sorry, that. Dude. No one said. Here, here's the thing, Jules. I got a teammate. We smile and practice. What is? Where like, did this come from? Who said that? Lane Johnson. What did he say? He said, "I will." He he was on part of my take, which you know the deal on part of my take. Like they they kinda, want you to say they, something. They try to walk you into saying something. And Lane essentially said that he would rather have fun and win one Super Bowl than win five and have no fun. Which, <laughs> like, he you know obviously what? Lane was 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 thought the option was still open for us to win another four you know so he was just saying i like i like the philly way of doing things 
And I think there's this Patriot way that gets blown out of proportion. Like it's so fucking scary and, and tense up there. Like the coolest guys play for that team, man. There's some great teammates. We had a lot of fun, dude. The biggest difference for me was just, you know, you're a part meetings. of something new in Philly. What do you say? A lot of meetings. Meetings. Yeah. The meetings. difference is the fucking meetings and walkthroughs. I mean, it's a lot, but we had hella fun. We had a ton I of mean, fun, dude. I had dude. so much fun when you were there. That was a great year. Chris was. Uh, but I hear what he, I hear what he's saying. I mean, Philly hadn't won forever. That's and, the fun yeah, part. Like, it's and like the Patriots. Is, it's a dynasty. It's I, a dynasty. And yeah. like, listen, admittedly, you know, my role in New England was I was more of a role player. You know, the first couple games of the year, I played a bunch of snaps and the defense changed a little bit. And I became kind of like doing some other stuff. And that was totally fine. But when I got to Philly, I was doing kind of what I love to do. So it was a lot of fun for me in Philly for a lot of different reasons and a lot of fun in New England. Every program is fucking different. And people freak out about this thing. New England is one of two very unique programs in the NFL. And they've also had an, an opportunity to build their culture over 20 years because of that guy, Tom Brady and Bill and guys like Jules. And so that's a unique guys opportunity. Guys like you, Chris, Not, come in and yeah, for well, a cup of coffee and get a cup, Super Bowl. Cup of coffee and I'm out, Yeah, bro. you get a Super Bowl. There's a different energy, though, in, in Philly. I mean, like, New England, Boston, they, they got accustomed to winning too much in every sport. And then in Philly, the dude ate horse poop. Like, there's a different... No one's eating horse poop in Boston because yeah, they're dude. spoiled. Yeah, they are spoiled. They're, and they're a spoiled fan base who would never eat horse can poop. Can you admit that, Jules, that, that New England... If you're a 17-year-old, all those little... 17 year old kids that you meet with tom brady jerseys on and shaggy hair and nantucket nectars in their pockets the, the all those Prove fucking me wrong all e those e fucking kids are spoiled and no offense to them but they've been sports fans they've been spoiled maybe a drew bledsoe wearing patriots fan would have eaten horse poop but the tom brady fans <laughs> never Jules i feel that Jules way about chicago i feel that way about chicago to a certain extent when i got there with michael jordan and then uh, Patrick Kane, the Blackhawks were winning every year. Yeah. Like they were yeah. the top of the town in every sport. Yeah, um, and that, that, that kind of raises some pressure for you as other teams, doesn't it? Dude, like, and I then the Cubs when, like, won. The Sox won a, when the Sox won a, uh, a World Series, or the Celtics, they won, or the Bruins won. Sure. And you felt like a, you know, he wouldn't know that his team has it. New York has won a Well, hey, that's a fucking. The that's Yankees a fair had a pretty shot. good run in the '90s, but it was you know like it's it gives you that pressure. I hear no, for you. Sure. Well, the Bears haven't won since the '80s, right? It's 85, 85, 85 Bears. So it was so the that, January of '86. Would you get that? Every sport's different. Pressure. Like I think, like you look at Pittsburgh, the Pirates fans are starved. It doesn't matter if the Steelers win. Like it, it, I think every sport does carry its own weight. You know. When I was in St. Louis, the only time we ever felt pressure was when the Cardinals won the World Series because there would be more people in the stadium because they would be getting honored at halftime that was it so like <laughs> i can tell you that it doesn't always work that way but yeah in a city of like champions and shit yeah like boston's had this great thing going and if you're 17 and you're a boston fan you're fucking spoiled welcome to like the real world now and say Tom Brady, st louis needs it man how about no, that st louis uh pizza that with that provel cheese that that's the where do you stand on that I hate that shit. Emos? It's pretty bad, right? Yeah, dude. I can admit that. And that's another thing. They all want right. you to buy into all their customs where you where you play. Like, I don't know. Jules probably buys into all the Boston customs. I love lobster, kid. Who doesn't like lobster? I love lobster, kid. Yeah, but that's lobster. Lobster is better than toasted ravioli. Chowder is good. Toasted ravioli <laughs> like is pretty fucking good, though, Sam. 
The what? Toasted ravioli is pretty fucking good. It's good, but we're going, but putting it against lobster? Yeah, no question. It just occurred to me that if I played for the Red Sox, me and Jules would have been best friends in Bean Town. We would have just been fucking. Well, we were on the verge of becoming. But like, can we you imagine? Like, you like if I was a left-handed pitcher, you guys both skaters. I just my dream was to be the American Shohei Otani in Boston. That would have been really cool, but it's but way less. I'm a cool football to be player, and I'm retired Shohei now. Otani. I, dude. When I first met Kyle, I see this like six foot six, three hundred and thirty pound guy. I was leaving guy. junior college, about to go to Oregon. About to go to Oregon, and I saw him do the ladder drill. I'm like, this motherfucker is about to be a beast. Freak God. Just off the ladder drill, the first thing I saw him do, he could do a ladder drill, and these these linemen have good feet, mm. but he had such great quick feet at like three thirty. Like, what the fuck were you doing pitching? Why were you ever pitching? At because, that point, because he was good at it. Because he's fucking, he's like, a, you know, he's got magic powers, dude. Like, anything. Ping pong, How fast were you golf. throwing? I forgot about that. Uh, In high, I mean, probably in like 2007. I was like 96, 97 from the left side. Whoa, and you were drafted by the White Sox, right? Yeah, my dad told him, don't draft him. He's but going to college. Real, what round? Though, I was bro? a 20th, dra 20th round draft pick. Uh, <laughs> so they did take a shot. They gave me a good signing option. And I said, no. My dad and I said, no. And mom. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I went to Florida State. I had a DUI before the spring. How about the Yankees? Chris picked me up. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so the Yankees came in town to work him out in high school. Before school. Before school. It was like, you know, like school was later or something that day. And Kyle had an 8 a.m. workout with the Yankees. <laughs> And uh, Kyle, would you come to the top of the stairs? You had overslept. Dad goes, hey, Kyle. And I come to the top of the stairs. He goes, Yankees just called. They just left. Uh, you overslept. And what did I and do? And you, you go. Kyle looks down supposedly from the stairs and is like, no. And, and, and there was like a solid 45 seconds of Kyle going, no. And dad going, yes. <laughs> just looking up the stairs going, yes. You fucked it up. And it was like, He drugged no. you the night before. He didn't want you playing for the Yankees. Uh, you know what? I could absolutely see that. He's a Boston guy. Yeah, he's a Boston His guy. His dad's a Boston guy. He gave you NyQuil. He is a townie. And, <laughs> I, uh, lie, I probably gave you NyQuil a couple times. He loves the, the Red Sox. Um, no, oh, Howie. Kyle was, Kyle was the best. He's the best. I w I'm not exaggerating. One of the best athletes I've ever played with or seen. You're a sweetheart. No, I'm not a sweetheart. I can I'm just agree. being real, dude. He just I can agree. I like the ladder dude. drill. Athlete. I knew you were going to be an eight-year pro after I saw the ladder drill. I've never done the ladder drill since, Jules, so I appreciate it. I the, haven't uh, either. <laughs> Wink, wink. Any all right, let's bring this back to the double doink. Any last thoughts on the double doink? You guys got anything else afterwards? A quick story, this, that. Nothing on the double doink. Anything on the double doink. Something oh, yeah, the, the ride doink. home from the double doink. I set the fire alarm off in the plane, which is not a good thing. So so we we can vape on our plane a little bit like we were doing a little vaping <laughs> there Jules you know in the back and uh you know I like know exactly what you're talking about. I had hit the pen a little too hard maybe you know because the fire alarm wasn't going off for a while there and then I went in the bathroom everybody was asleep I go back to sit in my chair and all of a sudden it's like bing 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 like 1 a.m on the way home from double doink bro it's the only time our guy Dom our security guy who I could do no wrong in his eyes actually looked like he wanted to kill me so thank God we won that game because I would have done the same damn thing had we lost it, and that would have. I'm been surprised ugly. you guys were asleep. I, I heard on, I heard on Cody Parkey's flight uh, back, he hit the pen and he just missed setting off the fire. So, uh, you know, yeah. it's funny. Yes. It's funny. We were at home, so he was on the first thing smoking to the studio in New York. Actually, he his agent was on the phone call that that evening. I'm sure. Who, Cody to get to GMA. Yeah, he got to tell his side of the story. I thought it was super fucking unfair. 
that this, all these Chicago fans with their hot dogs and their mustard, they were just screaming about him, like sending him death threats, and Trayvon Hester blocked that kick. I just want people to know yeah. that. Hell of a play. He did. He did. What were you thinking? So they iced him before. He, he, he hit it, and they he called a timeout, so uh, it didn't count. It. They oh, iced he him. Hit it. He drilled he it. He hit it. So what do you think? And then the ball I mean, was flying true off of the hand, the supposed tip, which I didn't notice. And, and the ball was flying true. It hit and then it bounced internally. So it's like, oh, it's still forward momentum. It's going inside the upright. It's good. And then it went dong, dong. The, yo, it was really, yeah, it was more of a dong than a doink. It was like dong. You know, it was like that church bell, like when there's about to be a shootout in the old Western town where you hear that one so, church bell. Yeah. And then it's like, somebody's about to die here. Two means so that Cody Parkey's about this, to die. We should rename the game the dong game. The do double dong. The, the double long dong. dong. The double dong Long game. dong? This is the long dong game because there's two longs. Yeah. And there's two dongs. And, and I used to walk by Chris all the time and he'd always say they didn't call I'm, my name's not Chris Long for a reason. Right, wait, is that, that double is negative? That, it definitely couldn't have been a double negative. I didn't double get that. Double negative gene. equals a positive. He's a it's a penis thing. He's, I didn't get that gene. Yeah, yeah. His middle name is Thickened. <laughs> uh. Nah, dude. Nah, dude. Naming kids is hard when you have last name long like it is, you know? Uh, a really a big Willie Nelson fan. That's off the table. Willie Long. You know, like that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. You gotta live up to that. It's really hard to name a kid with the last name Long. So my my dad yeah. just uh, named one of us Howie. The third he waited one. until the third one and he named Howie Howie. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, that's that's the real Long. He works for the Raiders, right, or something. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Scout, right? Yeah, he was in scout. Only... He was in scouting for eight years, and he's been selling premium seating for their new venue since they started the planning stages. And the guy is a monster. He he will sell fucking salt to a slug, dude. And yeah. he is out there golfing. He's at the casinos. He's at the pool parties in a suit, like talking to <laughs> like he's that guy. He's mover and shaker. He's a mover and a shaker. That's so weird that Vegas has a football team. Yeah. Money. And, and that venue there, has so many like you're gonna perform there dude and i'm gonna go and my brother's gonna sell me fucking tickets to it as long as i'm in vegas and not reno i remember doing a, a i did a week-long gig in reno and i think my opener was man uh I've never seen fake tits and oxygen tank on the same person before, but uh, here we are. <laughs> well, eventually, was, you know, those are built to last. I feel like, yeah, exactly. It's, no, Reno's rough. Vegas is all right. Vegas is all right for like two nights, right? You guys don't stay there though. You get there a night early and then you're right out, right? You didn't get out. Yeah, and some teams yeah. will do two day West Coast trips, which I love, um, but coaches don't like it because I mean, it's all about them. You know, they, you know, it's all about them. They want to get in and get out. And coaches, when you go on the road, you ever notice they tell you to stay in your room and be, and then they go out and get drunk and have dinner. They're the first ones off the elevator when you're going to your room in their street clothes, ready to go somewhere. Yeah, but we got to go sit in the room. We yeah. can't even like walk around. So that's not, that's not fair. And they give you $52 in an envelope. Fucking life ain't fair, dude. You conduct, detrimental, conduct detrimental to the team. Yeah, yeah. no question. Is anyone, are any of you guys gambling in Vegas when you're there? Or no. Or yes. None of that. Not yeah. me. I like gambling. I like I like Chris, betting games. Chris loves gambling, and we we are both brought to you by WinBet. I got to light. see Jules. The last time I got to see him was at our headquarters. Me and him are teammates again, dude. So I, I didn't see him enough, though. I was a little disappointed. That's where I got the together. invite here. What do you mean? Oh. Well, he he made it clear that I'm the favorite. Yeah, he is the favorite. But you know, I, like uh, Kyle, now that, now that I, you're I say out, it repeatedly. Now that you're out, you got to bet some football games. I'm I'm down to gamble. It's really fun. I don't know anything though. It's really fun. 
Hey, I want to thank you guys for coming and sharing your stories. It was it's unreal to see you both. I've never really talked to you both at the same time, I don't think. And I've known you guys for like probably 10, 15 years. Well, let's years. Dude, come fucking visit us or let's get on the books for a hang, dude. This is, I mean, let's take our skateboards and go somewhere. It's a long time we, coming. We, we definitely will. I appreciate you guys come coming on. Why don't you stick around for a quick second so we can get all this audio dialed up? Sammy, where can we I find you? you. Where can I find Sam, you? Socials and thank shit. You. It's just it's just my name. Okay, I'll, I'll you guys too. Yeah. M O R R I L. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna just crush your socials. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it too. All this right. is cool. I've seen your stuff before. Now we got to. to all I do is listen yeah. to comedy. All I do is listen yeah. to comedy. He comes in yesterday. He's all bummed. He's like, man, fucking Instagram. They always take down my shit when I use anything about pornography or pedophilia. <laughs> Why would they do that? They're killing my pedophilia stuff. Yeah, the pedophilia. I, I have like four new pedophilia. <laughs> you are my genre. <laughs> pedophilia that is my genre okay <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys what an interview they were great man a lot of a lot of in-depth stories the just, vaping story is a is a classic the vaping story just just two brothers fighting for their daddy's love you hit it we we did hit it we we, yeah, we, hit we it. you it was you 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 went in it's a team thing okay this Thank is a you. team thing. I appreciate it. I mean, that was, uh, is it the double, is it the double doink game? Is it the double dong game? According to Chris, it sounded like dong. Yeah. Well, be careful uh, Googling double dong because you don't know what's going to pop up. Absolutely but... not. Whoever, we'll whoever would have thought. <laughs> Reminds you of the uh, two girls in one cup. We got to get the two. We, that's a good game to break down. <laughs> two girls in one cup. We get them on. <laughs> They're just like. Yeah, we ate poop. We're like, yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. Now, who really won this game? I mean... Chris he, Collinsworth named it the double doink. We're over here talking about it, but it's clearly the double dong. It's a double dong. It's the Eagles won, but I mean, the the tip is really the, the win, don't you think? The what? The tip on the, uh, on the kick. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't look like... I mean... I guess, but I'm thinking outside the box, the butterfly effect, you know, hypothetically speaking, if they would have won this game as in the Chicago Bears, is Matt Nagy still there? Is Mitchell Trubisky still there? Right. Are they are they forming something? Do they gain a confidence? And confidence is huge in the in the NFL. Mm. When you got a confident football team, that's when you start compounding good things one after another and that's how you get championship caliber stuff. And that didn't happen. And you look on the other side, Philly, they won the game, but then they go out the next week, like Chris said, and they had a shot to win. They couldn't do it. And if they win, they're playing you guys again, right? Was It It was us to go to the, the ship? Yeah. Well, that would have been crazy. Yeah. Nick Foles. Nick Foles again against the Patriots? A 9-7 and seven Eagles team in the Super Bowl? I'm telling you that. I think it was... Jack, what was the score of the? Or what was the 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 Giants when they went to the Super Bowl in eleven? Didn't they sneak in like that too? A, a nine and eighteen, or a nine and seven, or a ten and six? Yeah, what were we, Jack? Believe they were nine and seven. Let me oh check my on God. that. See, I love it. That's that NFC East. Just it's a bloodbath. Sneak, sneak in and and let's play some good football at the end of it. But uh, corrections. 
Kyle was actually drafted in the 23rd round. He said the 20th. He was trying to scheme a couple, you know, forward just to maybe, you know, I don't think Kyle would do that because, of course, he's the more humble long of the two. That would definitely be a Chris thing. Um, Parky went on the Today Show. We, we found that not, out. Not Good Morning America. So we, we were wrong. It wasn't. We thought it was Good Morning America. GMA. No, this yeah. is, that was a Today Show thing. Yeah. Uh, the Bears had four kickers under contract and five at rookie minicamp that offseason. Wow. That's a lot still. He said 30. I think he was going for hyperbole. I don't think he was. Definitely hyperbole. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, that's a lot of kickers. Didn't Tampa Bay do the same thing? Or what? Remember a couple years ago? Was it a couple years ago where they were they were going out there and they held like a tryout for random people to kick? If you're yeah, coming, they brought out they brought back Martin Gramatica. Everyone showed up. <laughs> Didn't Everyone he have a brother? Was, what was the other one? What was his brother? Yeah, he did. What was his brother? There's Martin Gramatica, and then there was the other Gramatica. And then he tore his ACL doing a celebration after nailing like a 53 yarder. Which is like, I guess it's the time to do it, but it's it's still a bummer. I remember Kevin Brown, the pitcher. I think it was Kevin Brown. Got injured opening a DVD. Remember that? That's a rough one. There's always those weird injuries in baseball. You hurt your wrist doing something. Or yeah. Whatever. Opening a DVD. That's like that dates you too. That's like a, it's like now you just download a movie. Back in the day, like maybe in the eighties, dudes were they were fucking up their wrists uh, with a laser disc or something. You know. <laughs> now you could just get uh, seizures from your video games, which I do <laughs> believe. No, actually, a pitcher. He got arthritis in his wrist from playing too many video games. That makes sense. Think about how much... You ever just like realize how much you text? You're just tight in here? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the TB12 thing where they you know, work on my pliability, flexibility. I, you know, I drink a lot of water. What so, kind of water do you drink? pH water, of course. Whoa. Alkaline enhanced, 9.5 pH. Just it's, keeps you going. It's delicious. So what do we call this game? I, I'm going double doink still, but uh, double dong works too. I like the double dong. Let's go double dong. We call this double dong. Now let let's let's score this. So should we start with stakes? What I mean, this is high stakes. It's the playoffs. Was this a divisional round? A wild, wild card. This, this was, was a wild so card. So they would have had two more games to get to the Super Bowl. Mm. So I mean, yes, it's a playoff game. So it's like what a seven? Out of ten. Where do you put that? I'm putting that at like a sixty-eight, a D minus. 68 all right i mean playoff, but it is the playoffs it is the playoffs but it's an early playoff game i mean we're gonna have 18 and one super bowl with That's you know true. the patriots we're gonna have so we're going out of 100 here so out of a, 10 oh out of 10 6.8 6.8 all right star power Star power well look what, what i mean nick Foles is coming off super bowl mvp you got to give him some respect for gotta that gotta give him respect you had a bennett out there you had the both the long boys you had yeah. you got mitch you had a Jeff Jeffries Golden Tate Golden Be Tate best name best name in the NFL. He sounds like one of the outsiders or something. You're like this is Pony Boy. This is Golden Tate. That's that is a really that is a it's a dope name. I've always thought that he's a great player too. And oh, he, he's awesome. He got traded there what four weeks before. Goes out makes a big play. Yeah, star power. I mean, I, I'll give it. What do you think? I mean. Trubisky's the second overall pick, but you got to look at quarterbacks too when we're doing a game this big. And, you know, I mean, this isn't the Patriots versus uh, the Saints. No. You know? No. So that we have to, we have to have some 7.5? Seven, seven five is good. 7.5? Yeah. I think that works. You know, we'll give them a flat C, flat C in star power gameplay. And you got to give star power also to franchises. Eagles and Bears are both 
legitimate franchise. Very big season. Yeah. That is that is very true. Eagles being, you know, a tough Philadelphia brotherly love. Everyone knows about how crazy their fans are. The Bears over here with all the tradition of great defense, a Super Bowl in eighty five. Almost they say that's the best defense of all time with the old forty six, the Bear defense. So yeah, we had some star power. Gameplay, what do you think? I mean, it was a good game. It was definitely it wasn't like defensive battle. Right. So it's not like we had some good special teams plays by the yeah. punter. He was nailing them inside. We had a good punt, uh, kickoff return uh, to set up the last losing kick, of of course, by Parkey, which is terrible. Uh, but it wasn't like a it wasn't a lights out like a high scoring game, and, and that could be you know I have a little bias because I'm an offensive guy. And as a as a fan, I just yeah, it's, defensive battles are cool. I want to see some touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, you when know? you're in a, a team a team game in the playoffs, which is very common because you're playing great football teams in the playoff, it's going to be tough. But I, I would say the gameplay was probably, you know, 7-3, seven, 7- seven, I was going to say 7-2, seven, so seven, I'm, we're on the same wavelength. Seven, we'll go 7-2. Seven, yeah. 7-2. Seven, I mean, even that might be generous. It was like a bloody... Yeah, whatever. Let's leave it. 7-2. Well, yeah, give them. Yeah, we'll give it to them. You know, the long boys, they were in there. Blood, so double- sweat, and tears. Brothers fighting for their father's love. You know, uh, the name d- double dong, double doink, whatever, whichever, whichever way you put it, you got to put some respect on that name. It's a good name because everyone knows name. about it. Like yeah. when we said, like they didn't even know what we were doing. I, I don't know. But we're doing big names here. Like it's not the malice of the palace big. It's not the eighteen and one Patriots big. You know, it's. It's the double doink. It's a double doink. It's it's respectable, but we can't put it in that category. You can't. But it's still a good category. It's still a rememberable game. It's still a game with names. I go seven I go seven one for the name. I agree. Seven uh, one. What's our total with that one, Jackie? This one comes out to a seven point one five. As an average? As an average. So we're the, the total will be an average. So 7.15 on the Rubik scale of let's scoring the games with names brought to you by WinBet. This has just been a fun, this was a fun one. That was a great one. The Long Bros are awesome. Uh, just the first time they revisited it too, which is pretty cool. Of course. I mean, yeah. you know, we're the podcast to revisit the best games with the best names. That's it for this episode of Games With Names, brought to you by WinBet. This has been a really fun one. Make sure to follow us at Games With Names on, you know, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that stuff. And uh, I'm Sam Morell. And I'm Julian Edelman. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our sponsors. And we'll see you again on the old dusty road.